Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. Put your hands together for Steve Harvey. Put your hands Good morning, everybody. Y'all listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey. (laughs) Got a radio show. Um, Five things that I know successful people have to do. To be successful, the principles are the same. You can apply it to anything. You know, if you want to be happily married, you know, whatever it is, the principles of success are the same. There are a series of things that you have to do. You cannot skip the steps of success. If you do, you're going to have to go back and step on them anyway. So here's, 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 a, here's a part, man, that I want you all to understand about me and, 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 and about how to look at it. You know, uh, you, you cannot underestimate faith and prayer. You just can't. You cannot underestimate the power of faith and the power of prayer. See, for me, this is just for me now. This ain't in the scripture nowhere. This is just something I discovered. What prayer did for me was, was it tied me to my creator. It gave me a sense, and I'm describing it this way, but I'm telling you it's deeper than this, but it gave me a sense that I wasn't alone. And in actuality, I wasn't. But prayer helped connect me to the power source that was available to me to get through, get around, or get over whatever it was that was in the way. Whether it was just a period I stretched, I had to go through of hard work. It had to 
period I had to go through to learn some lessons, uh, some periods I had to go through from having to pay for some of the mistakes I've made, whatever the case may be. Prayer gave me a decided advantage, especially, uh uh-oh, here we go, especially over my enemies. Now, the majority of people in my life that were my enemies, I didn't want them to be my enemies. Make no mistake about this. But through the thing called life, some things went down, some things happened from here and there and went over here and over that way, and a person became my enemy. The majority of enemies I had came out of nowhere. I I have no reason to even see why they are my enemies. But, you know, life goes on, man. It happens from time to time. Some some people just won't let it go. See, some people in their uh, quest to do something to you or to make you pay, they just won't let it go. Well, it may cause you some discomfort, and some of it may be lies about you and and all of this and all of that, but you that, that, that can't prohibit you from going forward. So what I'm saying is prayer gave me the strength, wisdom, understanding, and courage to either go through it, go around it, or go over it. But it happened. I do not know how I could have made it without faith and without prayer. It, it would have, something would have got me. YouTube would have got me. The bloggers would have got me. My partners that I grew up with that used to laugh behind my back, they would have got me. My friend that went over to my mother's house one time and told her, you know what Steve's problem is? He out there telling them jokes. He just lazy. He don't want to work. That would have got me. They didn't know. I ain't really mad at them because they was just, all they was doing was basing their uh, conversations and passing judgment based on what they knew, based on what they believed. They didn't believe I was going to make it. But, but that's them, though. If it was not for faith, which is the belief in things that you cannot see, I wouldn't have made it. Because I would have listened to everybody else who didn't see me getting here. And went along with it. And then prayer, oh my goodness, man. How many times has prayer bailed me out? Prayer has bailed me out. Prayer still bailing me out. (laughs) Tell you the truth, man. Quiet as it's kept. Prayer. That connection to your heavenly father. That connection to your creator. That connection to that source of power and inspiration. That connection of never feeling that you're alone. You know, I was watching uh, Bishop Jakes on uh, TV yesterday, and it was a repeat. And one of the things he was talking about, well, let me just get to the gist of it. I was going through a portion of my life, and I, and I, and I went through it for some years, y'all. I had gotten myself into a jam that lasted for years. I'm telling you, for years with some serious consequences to follow for years. And I was so busy looking at where I was at. I was sulking sometimes, man. I'd get on the radio, man. I'd be just done. 
I was soaking. My 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 spirit had gotten low. I had gotten tired of the fight. And I I would I would come on some mornings, man, and I would try I would try not to let on, but I was hurting. I was because I had been in it for years, man. I had been in this thing for years. And one thing I was doing, I was so busy looking at where I was at. And when I was watching Bishop Jake, he he preached this sermon. He was talking about so busy looking at where you at that you don't even realize that God has been with you the entire time. And you know what, man, just yesterday, just yesterday I heard this. And I text him, I text Bishop Jakes, and I thanked him because it was an old message I could tell. And I called, I text him up and I said, man, thank you so much. I was just watching you on TV. And you told me, man, something that, I, that I'll always remember, that whatever you're going through, that he's there with you the whole time. But see, well, sometimes when you're so busy looking at where you're at, you don't even notice where he is. And see, sometimes, man, that, that helped me. And that's going to help me in the future to realize that what I'm going through, that he's there, he's there with me and he's going to protect me and he ain't going to let my enemies overcome me and he ain't going to let nobody overtake me and he ain't going to let me go under because he's there. It's just you can't be so busy looking at where you at that you don't take notice of where he at. God is always there. He's always available. And the best way to tap into that and know it is you got to pray. Prayer has changed my life. Prayer can change your life. You can become something if you just pray. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Here we are. Are we there? We in it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is the call of the greatest morning show on earth. Ringling Brothers once said the greatest show on earth. Well, they don't do that no more because the Steve Harvey Morning Show is on, baby. <laughs> you ain't heard from Ringling Brothers or nothing. Peter shut all that down. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Shirley Strawberry. <laughs> Good morning, Steve. Yes. Carla Pharrell. Good morning, Steve. What's up, crew? <laughs> What's up, Junior? Morning, uh, morning everybody. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, Thomas Miles. That would be me. Thank you so kindly, sir. I am here and ready for work. Thank you. Well, <laughs> looks yeah. like a fun day. Thursday. Yeah, man. What's on your mind? Thursday, dude? Monday, Sunday, Friday. <laughs> no. I don't oh, even do man. days of the week no more. Really? I just yeah. do days. Steve, no, this is a, a good day for you and or and everyone who likes ice cream. It's National Vanilla Ice Cream Day. That's me. Blue Bell. I am. Blue I love Bell. ice cream. I you know, put something on mine though. I can just take it vanilla. I'm cool. You want? I love. Oh, I eat it now. Not chocolate. Yeah. yeah, chocolate. The other like day it. was National who, Ice Cream today. Who makes so. the best vanilla ice cream? Go. Bluebell. Bluebell. Homemade. Which one? You like homemade, homemade. or French vanilla? Homemade. homemade. Yeah. The little cream. Both of them good. Both of them good. We're not even I here like, for a I like homemade all day. 
Uh, Haagen-Dazs has a new flavor out that I had the other day called Birthday Vanilla. Oh, oh really? That? Yeah. Is it good? Yummy. Delicious. And, you, you might know, need to... It was, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it's just You might want to stay away from birthday. Ain't that part of Kanye's uh, campaign? (laughs) Party. Birthday party. I I, I ain't got nothing to do with content. I'm not fooling with Kanye right now. I'm just He's not finna get in this damn ice cream conversation. Okay. (laughs) Now, now, Haagen-Dazs does have uh, bourbon bourbon and pecan or bourbon and pralines. One of the Uh two. Mm -hmm. Lord. It's delicious. Lord Father God. (laughs) That good? I like uh, Boy. bourbon and praline or bourbon. Bourbon and pralines or either bourbon and pecans. It's one of the two. Mm-hmm. I just had it and can't remember. It was good. You ever been a Ben and Jerry's fan? Yeah. Chunky yeah. mm-hmm. Monkey? What? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shirley said that like she'll slap you behind there. Yeah, like, I said it like I have some in my refrigerator is how I said it. <laughs> okay. Like don't play. Don't play. I like a little Ben and Jerry's. Uh-huh. <laughs> ben and Jerry's. Cool. Cold Stone yeah. hurt my feelings one time, recently what too. What happened? Because to their version of uh, cookie dough. Uh huh. Very disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a favorite flavor. That bad. Oh, cookie dough. Uh uh. Cookie dough. No, it's not a favorite of mine. No. Girl, uh-huh. you ain't no ice cream person. Yes, I am. <laughs> All right, listen, coming up in 32 minutes after the hour, we're going to do Steve's favorite segment. It's called Ask the CLO, the Chief Love Officer, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, guys, CNN's Don Lemon. Yes, we'll be a very special guest, and you don't want to miss it. You do not want to miss it. Uh, But right now, it is time for Ask the CLO, the Chief Love Officer. Steve Harvey is here. And this one, Steve, is from Corey in Birmingham. Corey says, I've been dating a girl for four months, and we are college seniors. I'm a computer nerd, and I'm slated to be valedictorian this year. My girl is a cheerleader, and she's in a sorority. She's popular. I'm not. I feel like she's ashamed of me. When we're at my place, she's all lovey-dovey all the time. When we're on campus, she barely acknowledges me. She says Mm. she's falling for me, and I'm perfect marriage material, but we don't need people in our business, so it's best to keep our relationship quiet. What do you think is really going on? Is she ashamed of me? Yeah. (laughs) And it's uh... (laughs) all. No, listen to me, dog. It's okay. Uh It's okay. She's shameless. Is he ugly? Yeah. He's a nerd. Yeah, he's a nerd. He damned it about valedictorian. Very few cute men are valedictorians. A lot of cute women be valedictorians. But very, very... Huh? Did you say Valavik? Yeah. Hey, hey, I ain't never been up for it before. So, so the pronunciation wasn't no need of me never learning the title. Yeah, this is the best we gonna get. I wasn't finna be nowhere near that, though. So crazy, Steve. They didn't even let me graduate in the front. <laughs> so it's very few attractive men that become uh, that high level, uh-huh. uh, smart. Now, a lot of women can do it. And so what didn't happen to you, bro, is you marriage material, but you're not popular. She don't, she ain't really flouncing with you in front of nobody because you are a nerd. But just accept this role. You're being used. 
you're smart, you probably help her with her schoolwork, and you're being used for your body. Mm. And dog, that, that's it. Don't even, that's body? it. <laughs> yeah. But hold hold on a minute, Steve. Shirley and Carla, is flouncing a word? Well, I my mom used to tell me that all the time. Yeah, <laughs> flouncing around. Stop flouncing around. Is you checking me? <laughs> no, I was just talking to the ladies, asking them if flouncing. No, I, I said flouncing. Then you want is flouncing the word? Yes, it as is. Well. Ignorant as your ass is. <laughs> Let's get to Raven in Dover, Delaware, uh, CLO. She says, "My best friend and our." and I are in our early 30s. I am single, and she just got divorced. Since her divorce, she loves to go out and get sloppy drunk and have sex with old friends or co-workers and a few one-night stands here and there. I hate to see her self-destruct like this. One of our close male friends told me that I will be judged by the company I keep because birds of a feather flock together. Uncle Steve, is this true? Will guys well, think that I'm a drunk and an easy lay if I keep hanging with her? Well, yeah, I mean, he told you, right. That's how guys do it. Y'all together. You with her all the time. You must approve of this lifestyle and behavior. So, yeah, quite naturally, even though it may be so opposite to, from, from the truth. But the assumption is going to be, oh, okay, all right. Just let mm. me spend a little bit more time with this one, see, how, see what she want to do. Because your girl just letting it go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, friends, she, and one night stand. Yeah, she's doing See, the most. See, that's why like married men can't go out with single men because your wife eventually gonna ask you about mm -hmm. something he did because she gonna see her hear something crazy. Yeah. Birds of a feather flock together. The association brings on participation will be applied to you. Now it doesn't make it true, but it will be applied. Yeah. So should she stop being her being her friend or just hanging out with her? Well, you ain't got to stop being a friend, but you can't take all your friends everywhere now. Uh-oh. Hello. That's true. You have to categorize your friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, some of my friends, I can go watch a baseball game with them. Mm -hmm. I got some friends, I, but I got friends I can't take around none of my jobs. <laughs> none of them. Not even this one? <laughs> This the fun job. Yeah, the, the fun one. It's a loose one. Yeah, a crazy one. There's <laughs> some friends of mine that can't come around. Shirley, you know. Yeah, this is true. Everybody that met a couple of my friends yeah, said, yes. Because I, yeah. mm -hmm. yeah. I know. I can't. Carla to met one because I know Carla Hood. She'd be I able to handle it. Of... <laughs> you <laughs> ain't going to be able to handle it. So I don't bring him up around you because he's going to say something your little prim proper ass. And then you, uh-uh. <laughs> Anyway, all right. So yeah, so just limit your your time. And he is a G. Just shout yes. Out. <laughs> shout out to Steve's friend. <laughs> OGs. He a real OG. He yeah. a OG, ain't he? Something. <laughs> all right, CLO. This is from Jerica in Monroe, Louisiana. She says, "I'm a newlywed, 25 year old woman, and I need your advice." My husband is very sensitive, and I can't stand making love to him. During sex, he whimpers softly. If it gets really good to him, he cries. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. That's just good. You ought to be This proud of is yourself. such a turn off. A few times I stopped in the middle of sex and asked him just to be quiet. When I asked my therapist about it, she says it's normal. And some men make macho noises and yell out. But my husband is different, and he makes softer noises. I prefer more manly moaning. 
and I never, ever want to see a man crying after sex. How can I get it to stop? I don't mm. know. I ain't never heard that right now. I don't know what it's going to be. You, never got a bike you just can't help everybody, huh? <laughs> Come on now. It's that good. What do you do? Shut up, Steve. You stupid. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I want some more. <laughs> Man, shut up. Right. <laughs> Man. I don't know. I've I've never heard of a dude doing that before. I'm sorry. I just never have. And I can't help you. He didn't he didn't cry for y'all got married. Well, they're only Or did 25. you save that for when you got married? Yeah, they may have. They're only 25, Steve. They're yeah. young. Yeah. I don't know what he crying for. He says when she says when it really gets good. All right, we got to move on, though. Coming up next, Nephew Tommy is here to run that prank back right after this. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, CNN's Don Lemon will be our special guest. Yeah. Y'all. Right now. <laughs> yes, we can't wait for that. Right now, though, it is time to have some fun. The Nephew is here with Run That Prank Back. What you got for us, Neff? We got these three-minute remarks, Okay. And we're going down here to do this funeral. It's going to be three-minute remarks. Can't go over that. Let's go. Hello? Uh, yes, I'm trying to reach a brother Keith, please. Yeah, this is Keith. Uh, Keith, how you doing? This is Lawrence over at Hill Funeral Home. Okay. We are the ones that have the, uh, uh doing the funeral for Sister Dolores, and that is... Uh, your honor, yeah. my my understanding, right? Yeah, that's Monty. Okay, and as you know, the funeral is uh, this coming Thursday. Yes, I'll be there Thursday. Uh, I'm giving you a call uh, because uh, it's been brought to my attention uh, that you were going to be giving remarks for the funeral. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Okay, I wanted to call you because we're getting ready to print the programs for the funeral and let okay. you know that they have taken you off for the remarks uh, because they say that you're not going to be... Oh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. You mean, what do you mean taking me off? Well, what I'm saying is they say that you're, you're not going to abide by the two, three-minute rule that they have for remarks and they wanted they they've taken you off and uh uh who 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 is they who who hold on come out come out who what who what's the name again uh Lawrence I'm Lawrence I'm the actual funeral director Lawrence and who who told you to take me off uh one of the one of the family members I'm assuming is who who uh made the adjustment and an adjustment that ain't no adjustment that's that's changing the whole program. Who else is on the list? Uh, I mean, there's quite a few family members doing different things uh, uh, throughout the funeral. Okay. Uh, so how did you get to my name? Is what I'm trying to figure out. That they said I, that. I, you, I, I, well, I, I, listen I, to I, me. Listen. Listen I, to me. Listen to me, brother Keith. Listen to me. What they said is that you weren't going to abide by the time. You weren't going to do your remarks in three minutes or less. Listen, no. listen, listen, listen. My auntie raised me. She put me through college. And you think I'm finna, I'm finna go up there on her funeral and be under two minutes? 
Listen, Brother Keith. Brother Keith, listen to me. Normally when we have these funerals, uh, people who give remarks, we have them three minutes or less. Okay, okay. so I'll I tell, you, I tell you what, Mr. Lawrence, who's on the list? Is Sheila on the list? Uh, on the list? We have a Sheila. Yes, there's a Sheila that's singing. Take uh, her name off the list. Take her off the list and put me where she's supposed to be with my time and her time. Is, is, is Bobby Jr. on there too? Uh, better not be on there. Bobby, now, yes, Bobby Jr. is giving remarks. Well, that's a, what? That's that's Dolores. Oh. That's Miss Dolores's son, right? Yes, her son, the one that been locked up. He just got out of jail. Truth be told, he the one down there put her in the coffin. You need to take him off the list too. Give me all that time, cause I'll be if if but, I ain't gonna take nothing, I'm off. Brother Keith, let me let me let me just say this to you. I cannot take. Sheila or Bobby Jr. Off. I can't make any alterations to this program unless they say that what I can. Mean? That, sir, what you mean? You already, you already take, you already taking people name off. You taking my name off. Like, but the, but they, they 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 orchestrated this though. Who the f is they? Who is they? They finna have a problem. They try to take me off my auntie program. Who is they? Sir. I, I'm not gonna get into a family matter, but until they say that you, you can be on, in a family matter, sir, I'm not gonna. I don't want to. I don't want to have the, the, this, this turn out to be bad, and we want to have a great home going for Sister Dolores. Okay, damn right. And if I don't get to say nothing, I guarantee you. I guarantee you, it's gonna be a two for one in there. Somebody else gonna get their in the cover too. I guarantee you that. If I don't get to say nothing at my auntie's funeral, my auntie didn't. Pay for my damn college. I didn't put six thousand dollars in in the funeral. I bet you. I tell you this. I tell you this, Mr. Lawrence. I bet you whether I'm on the program or not. I bet you I say what the f I want to. I bet you that much. You tell they that. I didn't. My auntie didn't put me through college. I didn't put money on the funeral. I call around to see who ain't putting no money on the funeral. Tell them they can't be on the program, man. Uh, Keith, they, they when they decide who who who's on it, if they change the the format, then I will call you back. Who who the f is they? That's what I'm trying to get get you to understand. Who is they? Can I can I tell you something? And and I don't want you to get too irate. Okay. okay? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. I, I just want to say this, Keith. With this is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked. You just got pranked by your cousin Bobby Junior. You bull. <laughs> I'm Bobby Junior up. I promise that. I'm kicking Bobby. I know that. that, that, that I know my blood pressure is all up. I ain't got time to be playing, man. Taking me on the damn program. <laughs> Bobby, I know that. Oh, Bobby, man, Bobby, <laughs> Bobby said y'all grew up like brothers, man, and, and you was that you was basically another son of Mister Lawrence. That's right. Yes, yes, I was, man. Oh my goodness. <laughs> hey, let me ask you this, man. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Three minute remote. Man. <laughs>
ain't never stuck to three minutes. Just get, you know, because it bothers me, Carl. Every time you go to a funeral, you, you, you sit back there and look at your watch and say, they're not going to make it. They it's don't gonna never make three minutes. Five minutes, six minutes, seven minutes. Are you serious? Come on. You had time to rehearse All this. of these changing statements they be making, Tommy. And let me say one more thing. Yeah. And then yeah. this one time, I remember mm. when. Do mm-hmm. y'all know? And I'm going to mm-hmm. say this about Robert. I'm going to say mind. this because Robert and uh, me and, listen, me and Robert, I, uh, y'all got just bear with me for a minute. Robert and, man, man that's my boy right the there. Line, y'all don't know. Uh, see, we, we was getting ready to go to jail. At, uh, what? <laughs> oh, I, I think we up. get the picture. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I feel about Robert. Robert! Robert! Top of the hour. Thank oh, you, nephew. Gosh. Our special guest will be CNN's Don Lemon. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, listen up, everybody. Joining us this morning, uh, as promised, we have an esteemed uh, Emmy Award-winning journalist uh, on CNN. Uh, he hosts his very own nightly show. It's called CNN Tonight with Don Lemon. And he uh, recently just launched a new podcast. It's called Silence is not an option, and it's on CNN Audio. We're going to get to it. We're going to find out more about it, but I want to introduce him in a way that he's never been introduced before. Hmm. But the dudes that Steve Harvey grew up with, I, I can't even tell you the this collection of men are different. This is what they call you, DDD. <laughs> that damn Don Lemon. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that damn Don Lemon. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, We love you, Don Lemon. Hey, Don. Don, I bet you never knew that, man. Cry and laugh at the same time. Brother, you, your work, uh, Shirley said it before we went on the air, man, how we feel about you, how you, your bravery on so many fronts, man, it's just, it's inspirational, man. And uh, we just wanted to say, man, we're huge fans of yours. And please, man, keep up the good fight because he he hates you. (laughs) And his people. (laughs) Which which is the greatest compliment. So I appreciate you, and I am honored to be on, and I look up to you. So it's a mutual admiration for all of you. Thank you for inviting me on, everybody. No, absolutely. Hey, man, let's get into this, because last month you launched uh, your podcast on CNN Audio, and it is uh, appropriately named, too. It's called Silence is Not an Option. Tell us about it, man. What, why, why a podcast, and how, and, and why the title of it? Because, you know, I guess you, can, you guys can tell when you, hopefully you can, from watching the show, I, like sometimes I want to continue on with conversations. And that I think are important, but so, then I, but I have to get to the next segment. You know, you you do TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to get to the news of the day, and you have so many topics to cover. And there's sometimes I really want to dig in, and and sometimes television doesn't allow you to um, the intimacy that you have that you have on radio. Quite honestly, that you have mm-hmm. on a podcast where you can really talk to people, and they let their guard down because that scary camera is not right in front of their face. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. So I wanted to drill down on these topics, especially now after George Floyd's death. 
after COVID where people are sitting at home and they feel vulnerable and everybody in some way can kind of relate to each other through that vulnerability. And I said, now is the time to do it. And I was, I had picked up the phone to call the head of digital and I opened my email and he sent me an email saying, Hey, let's do a podcast. And I went, well, it was meant to happen. That was, that's God. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, you know, your stance, man, do you do you get major support from CNN with the stance that you take on so many different issues? Black Lives Matter is Donald Trump. How is is is, do you feel the network behind you? I do, but I still worry. Trust me. (laughs) Every every night I'm like, I don't I'm not a big fan of social media because um you know, it was great in the beginning, but it's become so toxic, right? Yeah, so every, yeah. you know, when I get off the air, I'll check social media. It's like, ooh, am I canceled now? I'll look. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> did I go too far? But right. listen, I've had, I haven't had support from any uh, employer, in, any employer that I've ever worked for more than I've had now. And our, you know, our boss, we have Jeff Zucker here, who is just news, a news person to the core. And he is very supportive of his people. And he he understands that, look, everybody has a point of view. Everybody has a lens. That doesn't mean that you're biased. I bring my particular expertise to the to the to the audience. And I'm a black man who grew up in America. And if I wasn't speaking the truth, especially now in this moment, I would be derelict in my duties as a journalist and as a black person telling that story in America. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I see that. I see that in you. Hey, man, you okay? Now, this podcast is called Silence is Not an Option. And, yeah. uh, and, uh, you're gonna have today's podcast, you're gonna have on Kareem Abdul Jabbar, who, by the way, yeah. one of my all time favorite basketball players when I was a kid, I put number 33 on my sneakers. So I wanted to be <laughs> him. And I had the same lips he had. So I figured, cool, Still let's gone. go. Wow. <laughs> I just threw that in thing. just for you know, just for and, color. And y'all you know, when you smile. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so kinda of what did you all kind of cover on, on the podcast? What can people expect today? Well, you know he's brilliant. Yeah, and you just said it. He's brilliant. Uh and he's an intellectual. And you think like, well, you know, he's a sports guy. He is an intellectual. He's one of the smartest people I've ever interviewed. And after this whole thing uh started, you know, he he became a Muslim. He converted. Uh, back in uh, late 60s, I think, or early 70s. I forget mm-hmm. I forget the exact date. Don't quote me on that. But he converted because, you know, you live in America, religious freedom. And so he had heard, had been hearing all these comments from people like Nick Cannon, uh, from Deshaun Jackson, Stephen Jackson, and so on and so on. Um, and, and they've apologized now. So, and listen, we believe in redemption in America. But he was hearing all these things, and so he wrote something, um, an op-ed, telling people, hey, listen, we cannot expect people to support us as marginalized people uh, and to understand Black Lives Matter and racism if we are going to make remarks that are insensitive to other people uh, of different ethnicities or different religions. And he wrote this fantastic op-ed. I called him up and asked him to be on, and he had some really profound things uh, to say about it, about his relationship to the Jewish community, about how he understands why people may be saying these things and how we need to move forward. And more importantly, have relationships with people and understand our connection, our similarities to the Jewish people's plight. He is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He is a legend. And as I said, he is brilliant. 
Hey, uh, hey, Don, hang on one second. Hey, y'all, we'll be back with more from Don Lemon right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, everybody, uh, we're back with the compelling DDD, that damn Don Lemon. Okay, this whole thing about the relationship between blacks and Jews, the one thing you said just a second ago that's always kind of resonated with me, I just, I don't understand the division, and I guess some people have their reasoning, but I just don't get it, because I think that if any two people should be able to resonate with one another and understand one another's feelings is it should be our two communities because between slavery and the Holocaust, we're talking two of the great atrocities against the human humankind. And I just I, I don't I don't I don't even understand how it started to begin with. So I'm gonna tune in because maybe Kareem can help put some light on that subject. Yep. Well, he will help you. Listen, genocide is genocide. Slavery, no doubt, was genocide. The Holocaust was genocide. But you should tune in, not only for Kareem, and he's he's a good reason, but also I have this professor, Mark Dollinger, San Francisco State University, who uh, is a professor of Jewish studies. He talks talks about why um, there is this, you know, tension sometimes between Jewish and Black the black community because and he goes into it again better than i can he talks about white jews and how how jewish people basically assimilated and became uh became white in the late 1950s and 1960s meaning they could take Mm -hmm. advantage of education people didn't necessarily know that they were jewish they started living in suburban neighborhoods and so on and so forth opportunities that were not afforded to african-americans because we're black or black people because you can see that we're black we were redlined not that they didn't face discrimination, the discrimination started to be different because we were all kind of the same, living in the same quote-unquote ghettos, facing the same um, discrimination. And then all of a sudden, Jewish people started to assimilate more. And I think on some level, African-Americans, some African-Americans or some black folks may resent that and think that Jewish people cannot relate to their plight. So again, the Professor uh, Mark Dollinger explains it a lot better than I do, but you're gonna learn a lot about how what he says about that and how that has to change. And even Jewish people, he said, especially, and I'm quoting him, white Jews, he says, have to um, really, that they, they have to learn that. And there are some things that they need to unlearn. Interesting, wow. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really, you know, the, uh, hey, Don, look, we, I got you on here for a couple of reasons. You know, talk about the podcast, get it out there. I think you deserve to be heard on several platforms. Okay, so we're doing that. Hey, uh, hey, Don, hang on one second, man. Hang on, hang on, stay right there. We'll be right back, everybody, with the compelling DDD, that damn Don Lemon. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, y'all, we back. Uh, okay, here it is. Here's why I really want you on this show. Let's go. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Trump and Biden. Let me start with this question right here. Is the Democratic Party, do they have the right messaging right now as you see it? Is Biden getting his message out there the right way? Listen, I'm not a I'm not a Democratic <laughs> Republican or a political strategist, but I will tell you Uh, These are unusual times, obviously, because we're in the middle of a pandemic. I think Joe Biden is getting his message out, obviously, to the best that he thinks he can, to the best of his ability. 
he's doing the right thing, I think, personally, by, by socially distancing, wearing a mask, and not going to places that draw large crowds. That, that's what mm-hmm. any responsible person, and especially a responsible leader, should do. Obviously, if Trump had his brothers, we would have been back in church in April. He would have had major um, uh, rallies, which he did. And then, the, you know, the, the number of positive people started going up and he's going to hotspots. All wrong. Now he's having to change his tune. I think it's the right strategy for Joe Biden right now, because when your opponent is doing the damage to themselves themselves, <laughs> themselves, you don't have to do it. At right. some point, though, he's going to have to step up and... Uh, and and com- combat the messaging coming from the president because the president has a bully pulpit and Joe Biden doesn't have that luxury. So at some point, in some way, he's going to have to figure out how to get his way, his message out more forcefully and to more people rather than just uh, on social media and doing an interview here and there. And I think that right. that time is going to come. Um, he's going to have to do that the closer we get to the conventions and obviously the closer we get to the election. Okay. He, but he should come next. out after after Trump gives a press conference and says something about him, especially if he doesn't if he doesn't tell the truth about Joe Biden or his plan or what have you. He he should come out right away. They need um, a rapid response team like the Trump people have to be able to combat that because people will if you tell a lie enough times, people believe it. And if you wow. tell it with conviction, people will believe it. Oh, and he on a daily basis, he just shoveling <laughs> doses of it down our throat, man. I'm, it's like this. And here's here's the thing I'm I'm curious about. And tell me your opinion of this right here. I would think there's a group of former Trump supporters who have looked at him over the past four years and went and said to themselves, "This is ridiculous. I mm-hmm. I can't keep this up." Do you get a sense of that? I do get a sense of that, and is that I think there is a small group of people within that group that will change over and either vote for the other candidate, meaning Biden, or um, just won't show up to the polls. But for the most part, what they will say is, I don't like him, I don't like what he does, but I'm voting for him because of the judges, because of abortion. I don't like him, I don't like what he does, but I'm voting for him because of the economy. I don't like him. I don't like what he does because I'm afraid that my streets are going to turn into war zones with Joe Biden in and you're going to start defunding the police. I don't like him, but I like the, the policies he supports. That's what you hear from people. And it's hard to get them to change, especially when you, you want them to vote for a Democrat. And the longer the, uh, the president can come out and beat Joe Biden down with his rhetoric and tell mistruths about him. It's going to work on some of those people. And quite honestly, the more people who are out there in, in our cities who are shooting each other and killing each other, it's going to it's going to have an effect. And Trump knows it on suburban, especially women, suburban families who may be prone to vote for Joe Biden. They're going to say, Ooh, Joe Biden is not going to be the same with law and orders. I don't law and order. I don't want, you know, these people coming to my neighborhood. I don't want my neighborhood to turn into that. He's going to play on that. I watch you on YouTube. I watch your between in the break segments for inspiration. So don't get it twisted. I am a huge fan of yours. I will always support you. And I love you, brother. Thank you for, Thank you, for inspiring me and making a way. That is so I love nice. you too, man. Hey, man, yeah. keep telling the truth and keep being you because we need more people like you. Uh, the podcast, everybody, is called Silence is Not an Option. We love, I, I love you guys too. Y'all take it easy. Thank you so much for inviting me. <laughs> that damn dog. <dumb. laughs>
Thank you. That was good, man. We love you, John Lemon. Love you too, guys. Bye. Bye. Y'all have a good one. Be safe. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject, why can't we both have a side piece? Mm. Okay? Ah, Why can't we both have a side piece? All right, but right now, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. Oh, how you What's feel? up, nephew? What you got? Your daughter bit my son. Uh-uh. Your daughter bit my son. Now, come on. Come on, cat. Hey. Hello. Hello, may I speak to Kira? This is Kira. Kira Mc... This is Kira. Look, uh, do, you, do, you, do your daughter go to Little uh, Academy? Yes. Who's this? And her name is... Yes, who's this? Listen, your daughter done bit my son, uh, Joshua, on the back. My daughter bit you? No. This no. is Wilton... Who? Your daughter done bit my son... Well, 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 Wilton, slow the down. You can't just call my house and tell me my daughter bit your you son. You ain't finna sit here and be cussing at me, lady. I just said your daughter, Shakira, bit my son, Joshua, no. in the back. and I just and said look- no. I just said no. Two things. One, my daughter wouldn't bite nobody. And two, don't call my house with this tone. I call with any kind of tone I want to call with. All I'm saying is, your daughter done bit my son in the back. And I'm going to tell and you something. And all so- I'm saying is, don't call my house with this attitude, saying some that my daughter bit your child in the back. My daughter has manners, and she wouldn't be biting nobody in the back. What the did your how son the hell do if you know somebody go, How the hell you know what your daughter going to be doing if you ain't there Because I raised my daughter. You raised the you shit? You live with your son? She ain't you but... You live with your son, or you just come in one month and try to do some kind of daddy work. Your daughter ain't but four years old. How in the hell you don't, you know her that damn well? I've been with her for four years. Where the you been? My daughter does not be biting people around in the back and the neck or anything like that. What the hell is wrong with you? Don't call my house with this attitude. Well, you, where I get, who, how the hell you figure I'm a weekend daddy? I, I'm calling you about what's going on with my child. Uh-huh. I'm, but I don't think you got your facts straight. So next time you call somebody to tell them about their child, Figure out everything about your child first. All I'm saying is that the people at the academy said Sakira bit my son Joshua in the back. Well, I can't understand what you're saying because I don't like your tone. So don't call me about my baby. Have her mama call me. It don't make no difference if a mama or a daddy call as long as somebody call. Hello? Call her back, dog. Hello? Is this Kira? This is Kira. Why you hang up on me? Why are you still calling me and why are you yelling at me? My child didn't bite your child in the back. When I picked up my child, they didn't say to me, your child bit somebody in the back. I know my child. I'm with my child every day. Like I said in the first place, you you must be some kind of weekend daddy. I know my child. I'm with my child every day. Are you? Are you? I'm with my... Are you mad? I don't even know who Joshua is. She should have just hit him in the head. You, hey, what you ain't going to do is sit here and talk about my baby. Now, you asked me to lower my tone. You want to know what I'm going to do? I'm, lo- I'm going to hang up one more minute. Lower your... Lower your... T- Hello? Hello? Uh-uh. Call her back, though. Call her back, cat. Hello? Don't hang up on me no more, don't lady. call my... Number again. I'm going to call you until you tell me why you, your child is beating me. It's biting my child in the back. I am not in the mood to play with you right now. You're going to mess around and get you and your child's whoop. You and your child. You know, whoop my ass. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Guess what? Shakira got a daddy. You talking about whooping somebody's whoop Shakira's daddy. No, you don't have else to say. You can't call my house and threaten me and my child. If my child bit your child, well, that's what the your child deserves. He got whooped. How you my- go- 
daughter whooped your son. This probably won't be the last time that little fat snotty nose kids get this. You ain't gonna be talking about me and my son. When the fake facts, she didn't bite him in the back. She might have whooped his, but my daughter don't play nasty like that. Your daughter bit my son. Keep talking. You found my phone number. Find my address and have Shakira's daddy beat your. I you what? I said, bring your on over no, here. And the no, same way my baby, my the same way Shakira whipped your baby, my baby daddy gonna whip your. Bring it on. I'm coming over there and beat you and your child. Yeah, like belt. I said, you don't call a woman and tell her you coming over to beat her and her child. You come over here and beat her daddy's. Come over here and beat Shakira's daddy's. He don't. He don't want none of me. No, you don't want this. I'm on my way over there now. Then bring it on in. Somebody gonna get that. Yeah, daddy home. Oh, he like ain't got no damn job. Oh, no, you, he got a job. Y'all gonna make me come over there tonight. Bring it on right now. You know, you know what? I'm gonna tell you something. I'm finna you tell, tell you. Tell me something else, then. You gonna get bit and your baby gonna get bit too. You gonna bite me and my baby? Shakira, they gonna whoop your. Can I say something to you? Say something to me then. This say nephew, to me. Tommy from the Steve Harvey <laughs> Morning Show. You just yeah. got pranked. Nephew, oh, oh, I am shamed. I am so shamed. You just got pranked. Oh. Your sister Glenda told oh, me. No, she, she said, she didn't know she did. She I said, told her they couldn't get me for this. She said, get my. She said, you always oh. tell me, Tommy will never get me. Oh, you I, we just, had that. Oh, I told her that wouldn't happen to me. But you can't call somebody and talk about their baby. <laughs> oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Let me call. I'm going to hit you Man, with that, that's, that's where it can, man. Don't, don't call nobody about that child. You got my heart hurting. <laughs> Look, can I ask you something? Let me ask you something. What is yeah. the baddest radio show in the land? Steve Harvey Morning Show. You <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Your daughter bit my damn son. You ain't gonna just cuss me out about it, but I'm just letting you know. What did you say off the air, Carla? This was obviously pre-COVID. Yeah, <laughs> baby's got to take the mask down, yeah. and, and it won't yeah. be happening this year because ain't nobody going to school. Uh-uh. <laughs> Isn't this crazy how times Man. have changed? Yes, in, in such a short period of time, too. Yeah. That's gonna crush my kids if they can't go to school. They want to go to school, man. Yeah, my daughter. Yeah, kids want to go to school. Well, how do you I feel want about it, though? I want them to be healthy. I don't want to be putting my kids out there and at risk. They can catch anything and come home and they sick. How would I rather? I'd rather them be here until we know. Yeah. How how are you clear. though, Tommy, as a homeschool teacher? Oh, I'm. I, I, oh, they're not gonna pass nothing. That's what you're talking. About? <laughs> <laughs> that's thus so a lot of us are struggling with that. So that's yeah. why oh, no, they just need. gonna be safe. They gonna be safe, but ain't nobody finna pass nothing. That's, that's, no, nah, this boy going back to the third grade if it's up to me. He gonna repeat. You finna repeat, partner. You gotta start over. A Tommy lot of parents are shaking their heads listening to this. Yeah. Thing. Yes. Tommy getting mad at Jordan because he wasn't listening. What the teacher say? Man. <laughs> I this can't is help crazy. you. I can, and math I know, has man. changed too. I can't help you, man. Yeah. Yeah, you're the one. I remember years ago, you told me that they didn't carry the one anymore. Man, I was blown away. I was <laughs> when your daughter was younger. Yeah. yeah. My little girl was young. I said, yeah, you got to carry the one. She said, where we can it to, man? What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? I said, you can it to the next column. What nope. She said, don't I don't, do I don't understand. What you... I don't that was it for us. I don't know how you add without that one. <laughs> 
I, no. It's the, you the new, new math. And my daughter is in all AP classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. What does that mean? Honestness. Oh, mine and honest like, side. Advanced. Like GT, gifted and talented. Those type of classes. Mm-hmm. Once again. I didn't know what Valley Victoria was, and I damn sure don't know what AP is. Three years, I had 12 credits. In three years? Yeah, you, you need 125 to graduate. You talking about college? So you took three three uh, credits each semester? Oh, uh, no, no, no. No, I took year, full load, three. 18. You took 18 oh. hours in yeah, college? 12. Yeah, Over quarter. three years. But don't nobody load, Steve. Why would you do that? Hell yeah. Or or wasn't a load after about six weeks. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, most of us do. We we took what, 15 hours, 18 hours? 15. Yeah. 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 15. 15. What, 18? Oh my God. My whole plan was to make up. Oh. (laughs) All right. uh, Listen. We got to get to the strawberry letter. Thank you, guys. Uh, Coming up, (laughs) strawberry letter subject, why can't we both have a side piece? We'll get into it right after this. Oh, that's right. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, guys, it's time now for today's strawberry letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your strawberry letter to steveharveyfm.com and click submit strawberry letter, okay? We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. (laughs) Strawberry letter. What are you doing? All right, I hit the wrong you. button. You know I can't control that. <laughs> thank you, nephew. Subject, why can't we both have a side piece? Dear Stephen Shirley, my <laughs> husband and I, I know, my husband and I have been married for three years. Our marriage was good. It was going good until a year ago uh, when he told me he was having an affair. Shortly after we met, he told me about a female friend of his that lives out of town, and she's like a little sister to him. I met her five days ago when she came to town for homecoming. We got along great, but I don't trust any females around my man. He and this woman texted and called each other often, and when I asked what's up with her or what they had talked about, he would say it was just small talk. Last June, she moved to our city, and my husband was so excited. Last July, I found a 10-pack of condoms in his car, and uh, there were really... And there were only two left in the pack. My female female intuition told me that he was messing with this woman that he called his little sister. I asked him about the condoms, and he admitted that he was having sex with her. He told me that they have a history, and he can't get her out of his system. I told him that he needed to stop the affair, and we could go to counseling to fix our marriage. He said there was no need for counseling because he wants us both. I haven't had sex with him in over a year, but we still keep up appearances in public like we're a happy couple. His affair is still going on, and I don't plan to leave him because I love seeing him stressed out trying to keep two women happy. My only problem now is that I've started dating a new guy, and my husband is being overly possessive and tried to fight him. 
Mm. If he can have a side piece, shouldn't I be allowed to? Please advise. Well, wouldn't that just be perfect if we lived in a perfect world, you know, where we could do whatever we wanted to do and, you know, whatever. But it's not like that. And you know that. You already know there's a double standard in the world and, and that there are just things that men do that are acceptable in the world. But if a woman were to do the same thing, she'd be talked about and judged harshly. And that's when that this is one of those things. This is one of those times. Okay. The double standard. That's why he tried to fight your so-called side piece. Okay. Because he can do it, but he doesn't want you doing it. Uh, You know, I do give him credit, I guess, for coming clean finally. You know, I mean, after he got busted out with the 10 pack of condoms and only two in there, but I mean, your husband's way out of line here. You know that he has no plans of giving her up. Uh, after only three years of marriage, he's already lying and cheating and, and won't stop. But, but to you, I, I just say this is not a joke. I mean, you say you just want to stick around because you love seeing him stressed out. I mean, I suppose you can get some sort of satisfaction in seeing that since the, of the way he's treating, because of the way he's treating you. But I mean, you know, this is, this is a crazy arrangement here. I think, don't you think it would be better if you just left him and went on with your man that you have now and and lived a happier life? You know, two wrongs do not make a right. I, I you know, I guess, don't you want a happier life? I, I don't get this. Why why you're still there doing this? You know, you could just move on and and do better with your life and let him to do her and to be miserable. That's my response, Steve. Well, Shirley, great response. Um, the problem, the woman asked a question at the top, why can't we both have a side piece? Well, <laughs> let's just try this. Your first sentence is the answer to that. My husband and I have been married for three years. <laughs> S- subject, why can't we both have a side piece? Answer, because uh-huh. you and your damn husband have been married for three years. Yeah. Our marriage was going good till a year ago. Oh, no, no, it wasn't. You thought it was. Mm-hmm. When he told me he was having an affair. Now, that's, that's interesting. Why would he do that? And I'm going to tell you why shortly. Shortly after we met, he told me about a female friend of his that lives out of town, and she's like a little sister to him. Most regular people ain't sleeping with their little sister. I just want to throw that out there as to why this whole letter reeks of false information. Hmm. Why can't we both have a side piece? Because we've been married three years. Uh, Marriage was going good till a year ago. He told me he had a female friend out of town and she's like a little sister to him. That's what he told you. I met her five years ago when she came to town for homecoming. We got along great, but I don't trust any females around my man. He and this woman text and call each other often, and when I asked what's what's up with her or what they talked about, he would just say a small talk, okay? Last June, she moved to our city, and my husband was so excited. Last July, she'd only, only been here a month. Right. You found a 10-pack of condoms in his car. Tommy said out loud, condoms come in a 12-pack. Oh, and it's two left 
in the pack. In 30 days, they've been together at least 10 damn times. Whoa, do that man. I'm just work helping you out. work this <laughs> out. Yeah. From she got here in June, in July, he was down 10. Bam. All right, hang on, hang on, Steve. We'll come back. I to got you more for you when we come back. This is how long I've been on this earth. So here That's we go. right. At 23 minutes after the hour. Subject today, why can't we both have a side piece? We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. Why can't we both have a side piece? Well, the reason you can't have a side piece, first of all, because y'all been married three years. Side pieces don't ever work out. I'm just sharing something with you. Uh, The marriage you thought was good till a year ago when he told you he was having an affair. He just came out and told you that? We're going to get to that. Uh, Shortly after we met, he told me about a female friend of his that live out of town, and she's like a little sister to him. Hmm. I met her five years ago when she came to town for homecoming. We got along great. But I don't trust any female around my man. He and this woman text and call each other often. When I ask him what's up and what they talked about, he would say small talk. Mm. <laughs> what you want, you know what I want. That's small talk. That's small talk. You got it? You want it? That's small talk. Mm. Uh, last, uh, I asked what's up. No, small talk. Last June, she moved to the city, and your husband was so excited. Last July, you found a 10-pack of condoms in his car. Tommy pointed out that condoms come in a 12-pack. I happen to agree. There was only two left in the pack, which means 10 times in 30 days. That's every three days. He over there with his little sister. (laughs) Small talking. Small talking. (laughs) Chit-chatting. Uh-huh. My female intuition told me he was messing with this woman that he called his little sister. Pump your brakes. Your female intuition. You know what told me he was messing with her? And I don't have female intuition. That 12-pack of condoms you found that ain't have but two left. <laughs> you ain't got to have intuition to know that. All you got to do is be able to count. Yeah. Now, if you got a 12-pack in your car, fellas, and your girl find a 12-pack still in there, you picked them up for your boy, or your boy left them in the car when you picked him up, and you threw it in your glove compartment till you see mm-hmm. him again. That's a conversation you can have. But what you can't do is have an open box of condom, and they miss it. That's Who put them dumb. in the car? How stupid. That's you dumb. dumb. Let me explain this part to you that's really going to throw you into something. Come on. My female intuition told me he was messing with this woman. I asked him about the condoms. He admitted that he was having sex with her. Just like that? <laughs> you just came out with that information? Just because we found some condoms? <laughs> oh, no, nah, partner. Oh, I got a list of stuff I'm going to throw out at you before okay, I tell I you know. I was having sex with somebody. And I care about you and I'm mad, but he just flat out told you he having an affair. Because he don't care that you know. Because that, that affair obviously means something to him. He told me He told me that they have a history, which means they've been doing this for a long time. He can't get her out of her system. When she came from homecoming, she was in his system. 
when he introduced you, he was in the, she was in the system. I told him he needed to stop the affair and we could go to counseling to fix our marriage. This way you got in trouble. You know what he said after you told him that? He said, ain't no need for counseling because I want both of y'all. Uh, I'm in. I'm now, all the way what in. counseling going to help that? None. None. I want both of y'all. Now, wow. here where you started me. I haven't had sex with him in over a year. Mm-hmm. Well, how many condoms you think he done went through in a year? <laughs> Let's just go. Eight in a month times 12. 72 times. Whoa. Mm. Do that math. 72 oh. damn times. You're brilliant. <laughs> because you ain't having sex with him. But guess why you ain't having the sex with him? Because you done met a new dude that you dating. Uh-oh. Why can't we both have side pieces? Because y'all two fools is married. <laughs> now, but when you're in cool public, you it. act like a happy couple. Yeah. His affair is still going on. This way to let it get twisted, like Shirley yeah. said. I don't plan to leave him because I love seeing him stressed out. He ain't that damn stressed out. <laughs> he ain't that damn stressed out because he ain't moved out and he's still seeing her. Yeah. He ain't that damn stressed out. He's relieving a lot of that stress. <laughs> Trying to keep two women happy. He don't give a damn if you happy. Mm-mm. He keeping one woman happy. He just <laughs> trying to keep the other one quiet, which is you. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, he ain't tripping with trying nothing. He just wants you to shut the hell up. And go along So with he can it. go on back over there. The only problem now is I done started dating a new guy and my husband is being overly possessive and tried to fight him. Mm, he want it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He does. Yeah, they young because they still going to homecoming and all that. Yeah. <laughs> He's being possessive and tried to fight him. If he can have a side piece, shouldn't I be allowed to please advise? Of course you can. Mm-hmm. If he got a side piece, you have your side piece. Now he gonna whip his ass every time he see him. <laughs> Double standard. Why don't All you right, jump can... on her one time? <laughs> Even we got to get out of here. Listen, thank you, Steve. Post your comments on today's Why don't y'all trade? And Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. Please check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Coming Why don't before... y'all get a divorce and then just thank go see you. who you want to see? Yes, be free with it. Thank you. Coming up at 46 after the hour, our girl from the talk, the one and only Cheryl Underwood, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, it's Carla's reality update. But right now, Steve, please introduce our girl from the top. Cheryl Underwood. That's what I'm talking about, Steve. Now listen, people need to understand why this election is more important than any election in our lifetime. Because Mm. the president is up here wilding out. Don't know what he's talking about. Well, you don't know what you're talking about on Fox News. And they supposed to be your backers. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Your team. That's your team. Man, did you see Chris Wallace? His daddy would have been proud of him. Mike Wallace off 60. He was lacing his hands. Yes. Oh, wasn't he? Wasn't he? He was, he was rope-a-doping them questions. I ain't never seen nothing like that since boxing. Back when me and Joe Frazier used to hang out. And they, anyway. <laughs> we already knew that the police had been militarized. 
We already knew that mm-hmm. white supremacy had infiltrated law enforcement on all levels. We already know that we want good police in our community. Now the president, with his eye alone, can fix it. I mm. believe he's violated the Constitution. When you decide that you're going to send some federal troops in, but you also send people don't have no insignia, don't have no name tag, you don't right. know what's really going on. Mm-hmm. And yes, the president has authority under the Department of Homeland Security and everything to protect federal land. They can protect federal things, but that's all they can do. But when you start wilding out like some of these things that we see in Portland, and then you say you're going to send troops to Albuquerque, New Mexico, you're going to send troops to Chicago, you have now violated not just the First Amendment, peaceful protest. What's the Fourth Amendment? You do not have to subject yourself to unnecessary or illegal search and seizure. That's why he's violated the Constitution and need to be impeached Mm. again. Okay. And I like Mayor Lightfoot. I like her. Uh, She said, listen, we're not going to have tyranny here. We don't need our troops to be out here. We don't need, we didn't ask you for this help. So why are you sending this help? And and my thing is, the the mayor's got to stand strong. The governor's got to stand strong. And we must be ready to vote Trump out of office. I'm saying this as a Republican. I am a never Trumper. He is violating the Constitution, the First Amendment and the Fourth Amendment. So he can no longer be the commander in chief. He can no longer be be the president of the United States. Get ready, because we voting you out. Did I say that right, Carla Farrell? Yes, right. yes, you did. First and Fourth Amendment violation of the Constitution. Anybody else, they would have rolled them out on the rail. Well, Trump got to go. You got to go. All right, Cheryl. We coming do. up Between in the top of the hour, it's Carla's reality update. That's coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Tommy, let's go. Uh, let's get to it, baby. She is here. It is Thursday. Carla Farrell with what? Reality update. All right, thank you, nephew. Well, let's just talk about it. Reality star Kim Kardashian West and her husband Kanye West. Mm-hmm. They've been in the news all week, you know, talking about his campaign rally, his Harriet Tubman statement, those Twitter rants. Uh, mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle flew to Wyoming to check in on him. Well, yesterday, Kim broke her silence and released a statement about Kanye's mental health, especially with all of those hurtful comments that he mm-hmm. has made about her, her mom, you know, and just the family all together. Kim, she uh, talked about Kanye's struggle with bipolar and, and and she uh, and the family are struggling with him. And she asked for compassion and empathy. Kim posted, as many as you know, Kanye has bipolar disorder. Anyone who has or has a loved one in their life who who knows exactly incredibly complicated and painful it is to understand. She went on to say that mm-hmm. those that understand mental illness know that the family is powerless unless the member is a minor. Kim said that Kanye is brilliant, but complicated. And on top of being a black man and an artist who has experienced the painful loss of his mother, Donda West back in uh, 2007 he has to deal with the pressure and isolation that is heightened by his bipolar disorder she went on to say how the media and the public have to have compassion and empathy when it comes to mental health issues and she thanks those that express concern you know true genuine concern of kanye's well-being and um that's it you know it's just um 
really really sad yeah you know yeah yeah it is now, I, I feel bad for her and the children i do and the whole family yeah. him everyone yeah everyone yeah you don't want to see your husband uh mm-hmm. go, go through things like that Public then there's meltdown no 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 quit no. quoting his history that's just wrong though jesus it's just a lot. He said a lot of hurtful things about her. He, you know, Family. yesterday or the day before yesterday, he was talking about divorcing her, saying she had a private meeting with uh, Meek Mill to talk about prison reform. And then she came back and said the meeting wasn't private. It was public. Uh, he talked about wanting to divorce her. So it is heavy. Yeah. It is heavy what is going and on hurtful. with them. And yeah, very but hurtful. This dude, but see, I don't know anything about bipolar. I don't know anything about it. So maybe it causes you to do some things that I think is not smart. But I don't see discussing your private life publicly on social media repeatedly. That's not smart. Is mm-hmm. has what that got to do with anything. I mean, look, man, that's got to be not the place to vent. I mean, who are you trying to prove it to? You know, yeah. and you got to take care of your business at home. Yeah. I don't care who you are. Yeah. And it's just unexcusable. It's a sad thing. Uh, I mean, you know, like Don Lemon talked about earlier, you know, the the social media Mm -hmm. used to be a good thing. Then all of a sudden it became toxic. So since we all who have good sense know that it's toxic, Mm -hmm. why are you putting your life on a toxic platform? And then Kim got to come in and say, please be understanding. Well, wait a minute, hold up. Wait a minute, hold up. I understand what she's saying, and that's perfectly right. But this ain't a, the social media ain't a place for, of understanding. Yeah. yeah, that ain't what that is. People can be harsh. Yeah, oh. yeah very much. So. Yeah, very judgmental. Yeah. They oh, they don't with. stop till they tear you completely down. Then they go on to the next target. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we're praying for them, praying for Kanye as well. You know, we don't see nobody going through that. And finally, before I run out of town, I run out of time, let me shout out the Real Housewives out of town. The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, it was so cool to see them against their boss, Andy Cohen, on Celebrity Family Feud, hosted by our very own Steve Harvey. I watched that episode. It was so cool. And Andy Cohen and his team, they won big money for Big Brothers and Big Sisters of America. So make sure you watch Celebrity Family Feud Sunday nights, 8 p.m. 7 Central, hosted by my boss, Steve Harvey. We'll be back at 20 after. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, time now for Steve Harvey's celebrity birthdays. Um, Junior, take it away, because this is near and dear to your heart right here. Uh huh. Um, I'm going to let you do your thing. Go ahead. Oh. Oh, (laughs) do my birthdays. Yeah, Uh, celebrity celebrity birthdays. birthdays. Oh, y'all already know what today is. What? Well, tell, well, us. tell us, Mr. Dalvin, Jodeci. What? This is this actually Jodeci's whole birthday today. Because <laughs> Mr. Dalvin, as a group, as a group, we celebrate as a group. Matter of fact, oh, matter of fact, mini concert right now just for y'all. Hit it. Uh, I've been watching you. 
for so very long. <laughs> get it, Junior. Trying to get my nerve built up to be so strong. <laughs> I really want to meet you, but I'm kind of scared. Because you're the kind of lady <laughs> with so much class. I'm getting my thoughts together <laughs> for the very next day. Like but when I see you, lady, I forget what to say. Your eyes and hair, <laughs> such a beautiful tone. <laughs> the way you dress what and walk, it really turns me on. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh turn. Come on, come on, come People, on. Everybody, come and come talk, talk to me. To me. Come on, <laughs> really want me. God, dog, I can't do this no more. Joe, sing. <laughs> 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 we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show and some trending news coming up at 33 minutes after the hour. Happy hey. birthday, Mr. Dalvin from Jodeci. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, listen up, everybody. Joining us this morning, uh, as promised, we have an esteemed uh, Emmy Award winning journalist, Don Lemon. Keep Let's go. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Trump and Biden. Oh, Let Lord. me start with this question right here. Oh, Lord. Is the Democratic Party, do they have the right messaging right now as you see it? Is Biden getting his message out there the right way? Listen, I'm not a, I'm not a Democratic, <laughs> Republican, or a political strategist. But I will tell you, uh, these are unusual times, obviously, because we're in the middle of a pandemic. I think Joe Biden is getting his message out, obviously, to the best that he thinks he can, to the best of his ability. He's doing the right thing, I think, personally, by by socially distancing, wearing a mask, and not going to places that draw large crowds. That's, that's what mm-hmm. any responsible person, and especially a responsible leader, should do. You, obviously, if Trump had his brothers, we would have been back in church in April. He would have had major... Um, uh, rallies, which he did, and then the, you know the the number of positive people started going up, and he's going to hotspots. All wrong. Now he's having to change his tune. I think it's the right strategy for Joe Biden right now because when your opponent is doing the damage to themselves, themselves, mm-hmm. <laughs> themselves, you don't have to do it. At right. some point, though, he's going to have to step up and combat the messaging coming from the president because the president has a bully pulpit. And Joe Biden doesn't have that luxury. So at some point, in some way, he's going to have to figure out how to get his way, his message out more forcefully and to more people rather than just uh, on social media and doing an interview here and there. And I think that right. that time is going to come. Um, he's going to have to do that the closer we get to the convention and obviously the closer we get to the election. OK. But he should come out after after Trump gives a press conference and says something about him, especially if he doesn't if he doesn't tell the truth about Joe Biden or his plan or what have you. He he should come out right away. They need um, a rapid response team like the Trump people have to be able to combat that because people will if you tell a lie enough times, people believe it. And if you tell it with conviction, people will believe it. Oh, and he on a daily basis, he just shoveling doses of it down our throat, man. I'm, it's like me. And here's here's the thing I'm I'm curious about, and tell me your opinion in this right here. I would think there's a group of former Trump supporters who have looked at him over the past four years and went and said to themselves, "This is ridiculous. I mm-hmm. I can't keep this up." Do you get a sense of that? I do get a sense of that. 
and is that I think there's a small group of people within that group that will change over and either vote for the other candidate, meaning Biden, or uh, just won't show up to the polls. But for the most part, what they will say is, I don't like him. I don't like what he does. But I'm voting for him because of the judges, because of abortion. I don't like him. I don't like what he does. But I'm voting for him because of the economy. Coming up, it's our last break of the day. It's the last break of the day. And we'll have some closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey coming up at 49 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we are, our last break of the day. And the one and only Steve Harvey is yeah. here with some closing remarks for us, Steve. You know what? Um, I've been talking about voting. Mm-hmm. And I said I wasn't going to stop. And I'm not. But I want to say something else, too. Because during times like these, the thing that keeps me afloat with all of the challenges that's in front of me, that's in front of you, with all of the bits and pieces of good news and bad news that you receive from time to time because this thing is called life. And you know, I don't care what you've planned, what your dreams are, you can be going along and up pops this incredible thing called life that goes, you know, kinda just awry. And so what I try to do is I try to remember some things about my faith in moments like this. Because God never changes. He just never does. He was this way before we got here. He'll be this way before, after we leave. He was here before all of this. And and God gives us some things that, that can really help us in times like this. And I think the thing that he's provided for me the most that has helped me is just comfort. I mean, there are days, man, where you can really, really feel completely unsettled. I have news for you. A conversation with God and an incredible sit down, just open up, give him all you, all you, all you, all your troubles, give him all your thoughts, all of your challenges, hand them over to him. It's amazing the comfort level that comes with that. It's called prayer. It really is a comforting thing. And you know, for people who are not believers, I feel sorry for you, but nothing against you. And I'm not talking to you because I'm I'm not really in the conversion business, but I am in the strong suggestion business when it comes to your faith. Whatever you choose or whatever you want to call God is cool, but man, What a comfort prayer is. Because it's the one thing that I can do and I can get results instantly. See, let let me tell you what happens. If I have a problem and I take it to God, he may not solve the problem for me the day I give it to him, which is how I would love for it to go. But what he provides for me in the interim is he gives me such a calm peace that it's going to be okay that I have now the mindset to wait and trust and realize that God is coming, that he will fix it for me eventually, even if it's not on the time frame that I want, 
Do you know how cool that is to know that it's coming? Even when it's not here? But the stress factor that we create in our lives is when we never take it to God and we just try to deal with it on our own day after day after day. And sometimes we just ain't got no answers, no solutions. We don't know where the next one coming from. And then on top of all of that, here comes something else. Oh, man, you have got to start unloading some of this to your companion, to your creator, to your savior to your heavenly father and allow him to carry this. See, I read a slogan one time. Somebody sent me something uh, uh, months ago that says, it ain't the load that breaks you down. It's the way you carry it. See, if you if you carrying it wrong, that's what breaks you down. You know, it's, it's so many things that you get from prayer. It's so many things that it provides. But if as long as God steals me, just makes me be still. That's what helped. Look, I got some bad news the other day. And let me tell you something. When I first got it, I was rocking and reeling with it. But you know what I did, man? I took it to God and I gave it to him. It was nothing I could fix. It was nothing I could do about it at the particular moment. But as soon as I turned it over to him and said, hey, this is what I need. I need your help, Lord, because I ain't got no answer for this one right here. But I bet you do. He put my mind at ease immediately. And guess what? All of a sudden, it wasn't as daunting as it was. It didn't, it, it didn't, it didn't seem like there was no answer. Because God got an answer for your for, for, for whatever it is. Because I ain't got no problem bigger than my God. I just don't. I just don't, man. And I'm just strongly suggesting it to you all, especially during this time. Look, we're dealing with the COVID. We're dealing with the administration. We're dealing with unemployment. We're dealing with, 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 with people being sick of quarantine. We're dealing with people not wearing masks. We're dealing with Black Lives Matter. We're dealing with a rise in white supremacy. We're dealing with the death of Floyd, the death of Aubrey, the death of Brianna. We got all this we're dealing with. We've been screaming about this for years. And on top of all that, on top of all that, some of us got to wake up and have color on us. Hmm. On top of all that. And then guess what? Then your president just told you, you got to send your babies back down to the school and it ain't even safe. All that? All of that? Man, you better hand some of that to God. You really do need some help. All right? That's just a strong suggestion. Now that I've said that, when we all vote.org, it's got to happen, y'all. Register, go now to weallvote.org and we register to vote and tell everybody you know to vote. Those are my closing remarks. Keep the faith, y'all. God would love to hear from you. He really would. That's it. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been all right, see. Thank you. Sang, Junior. Sang us out. Very long. Sang. Trying to get my nerve build up to be Who is it? So Davish's strong. birthday? Yeah. <laughs> For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 